0: My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura.
1: Are you tired of snow yet?
0: <sighs> Three, four long days. I can't even count the days anymore. Just kept snowing. Yeah, Well,
1: when you're out there four to five times
0: in a day or two, its it's a lot. Yeah, and I'm the nice guy who does his neighbor stuff. Because we live in a row home. You and you're, you live in the same town as me. You know the community. I mean, I'm gotta, lucky
1: that I have the front yard where I can like thro- throw a lot of the snow rather than just when all your neighbors just throw the snow in the street. The plow comes and it kind of just brings it right back in. So yeah. if if you, I can make a banging fort igloo, my front yard is like eight feet high and it's at least like 10 to 15 feet long. So it's pretty serious.
0: Yeah, I don't even have grass on my property. We re- replaced all of the grass with, with other stuff. So I don't have a place to put anything. It's like, damn it.
1: So I just throw it in the street. I no, <laughs> no, no.
0: I don't want to be that a hole. So I actually throw it on like my curb in front of my car.
1: And I like ah, dig gotcha. my
0: I I just let my car just get snowed in. I don't care because we have two cars, so I don't really care. I don't need the other one. Well, and
1: to- you and you don't want to kind of <laughs> dig that spot out, then you have to leave, someone steals it
0: and it's a problem. I had 5,100 miles on that car in March of 2020. I have 5,900, and it's February of 21. (laughs) Just don't drive my car anymore. Uh, So we still have it for emergency purposes and the fact that it's a lease, so I can't get out of it. Yeah. So there it is. We are live on Zencaster. Love this place. Love this app. Thank you to the folks at Zencaster for help making this show happen. We got a big one for you tonight. We got our picks of the week. We got a brand new trivia challenge. We are tied at zero. We have started over anybody's ball game, zero-zero in our race to eleven win by two. The overall standings are three to for me, two for you in our five-year trivia race. It's a one <laughs> year <laughs> when you put it that way. We're gonna start with movies where we have the Snyder Cut. We got a release date, the day after we recorded, as usual. Big news happens. Uh, but we got a, a rating. And release date for the Snyder Cuts. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Cloverfield is getting another film in that universe. And uh, we're going to have a new MCU. It's going to be called the GCU, the GameStop Cinematic Universe, because we're getting a shit ton of stuff (laughs) coming from those stocks Uh, in TV. Black Panther is getting a TV series. Well, at least Wakanda is. Uh, We'll talk about that. A new well, not a new a previously announced Sonic series for Netflix got a name and a little bit of a release window. So we'll talk about that in gaming where Sam takes over. I'm going to talk about abroxia Two, colin moriarty's newest game it is out now for everything so looking forward to giving my review for that thank you to east asia soft for the review copy Uh, i'm going to give impressions of destruction all-stars aka wannabe twisted metal uh from playstation 5 Uh, google stadia shutting down some some game studios god award gets a free update so we'll talk about all that and more Uh, and it's going to be a big show. I mean, just a big show. So let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week.
1: My pick of the week this week, I finally had time to watch (laughs) Batman Soul of the Dragon. And DC never disappoints on their animated movies. Uh, They might have had one or two that might have fell short, but this one I think is up there, like at least in the top 10. I thought this was freaking awesome. Set in the midst of the swinging 1970s, This Elseworlds adventure finds Bruce Wayne training under his master sensei. He meets, um, I guess, other training students there, where he goes to Nanda Parbat, you see Bronze Tiger. Um, He's being voiced by, what is his name? I can't think of his name. Um, Michael Jai White, he played him in live action in The Arrow. Jamie Chung, she plays Jade. And it was David Gutoli, he was the lead on Grimm. Remember that show, Grimm? Oh my gosh, yeah. Never watched it. Heard good things, but he actually, I think this is his first time ever playing Bruce Wayne Batman, and he actually does a pretty good job. Um, I actually love this story about Richard Dragon and kind of like his like base, like Bruce Lee-esque mixed with a little bit of Bond. I just like love the intro of this. Automatically sets up a sequel. I'm just going to leave it there. I ain't going to tell you no other spoilers, but expect a sequel coming. I I actually love this kind of. It's just martial arts kind of hit where he started. And then they kind of do like flash forward present time. Then it, then they flash back to kind of see it, how it got to this point and what they're trying to prevent. I thought it was a beautifully written story. Cannot wait for the sequel. If you bought it on Blu-ray, you actually get it. You'll get a sneak peek at the next animated film, Justice Society World War II, which you get to introduce kind of. I was hoping it was going to be Dr. Fate Specter, but it's literally every other member of the Justice Society besides them two. <laughs> so like our man and all that stuff that we've seen from Stargirl. So that'll mm-hmm. be pretty cool. So if it's only 80 minutes long, it's rated R. I I I give this one probably a, a 9 out of 10 solid. I, I really enjoyed this. I, I might even rewatch it again this weekend just because I I had a blast watching it. So if you have 80 minutes,
0: check out Batman Soul of the Dragon. I would say mine is 80 minutes, but uh, it's four hours. Um, what I'm about to talk about it's actually a little less. It's four 40 to 55 minute episodes of a murder doc. Cause I love murder docs. It's a night stalker on Netflix. It is one of the hot new murder docs, uh, on Netflix. It's been a top 10 almost since it released for Netflix charting. And so when it pops up in every single time we, we log on Netflix is you may enjoy this because you're a pervert, not a pervert, wrong word. <laughs> Because you're you're a, you're a sadistic bastard. Oh god, the episode could end right now and I'm happy. I'm not even going to edit that out. Like what's the point? Perfect. We, fuck it, we're live as we say. We don't we don't edit Oh, uh, we shit. don't edit. No, we don't. No. I mean, we edit, but just like not the content. We like to keep the content good. Yeah. yeah if you're a, like a into that whole thing, um oh, god, the Murder Doc good. scene, it's really fucking good. And it's a, it's based on a true story, obviously. Um tells the story of the 1985 Night Stalker murders in California, mostly in Los Angeles and Los Angeles County um, up into San Francisco. As a matter of fact, San Francisco plays a pretty pivotal role in uh, the climax of that person's story. I don't want to give the person's name in case you've never heard of it and you want to watch it because it would build the intrigue and kind of spoil it for you. But uh, across almost 200 days there were almost 20 murders. There was uh, rape. There was uh, kidnapping all by this person. And it's crazy. Back in the 80s, you know the whole thing of, you know what? It's so safe in this neighborhood. We can sleep with our doors open and unlocked and like stuff like that. You know that old philosophy? Huh, yeah, lot of people?
1: it ain't like that. We, we ain't in the 60s no more.
0: Yeah, well, even in the 80s when people thought that, this person preyed on that. He would stalk and see who would leave their doors open and unlocked. He would then break into their house at 2, 3 in the morning and just kill them. Jesus so Christ. It's just crazy. It's crazy. And what I really appreciated is it's not just a pro- a four-hour profile on this killer. They actually don't even give you his name for quite a while. Um, what it does is it goes over almost every single murder. It almost, Actually, it does go over every single one. So it gives uh, kind of a memorial to the victim, which I appreciate that touch. But it also gives you the perspective of the two detectives that were on the case chasing him from day one. And it's and they're still alive, both of them. So they give their testimonials.
1: It it sounds like some true detective shit.
0: It was it's it actually kind of, I think, 100 percent had inspiration. That show very much took inspiration from that. I looked at this like an episode of true detective Okay, because the, 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 murderer was a Satanist. So, you know, there's pentagrams everywhere and stuff. It really was like, gives, wow. It detective. literally sounds like you're describing <laughs> true detective. It, and it just gives you those vibes. And, and so uh couldn't recommend it enough. I didn't know anything about these. I had heard the term, but I kn- I didn't really know anything about them. They took place on the other side of the country three years before I was born. So, Um, not really something I had had really gotten a lot of education on. So it was really informative. Some people say it's a little too gory and they show you a little too much. I actually disagree. They blur out every face of the victim. So even though they show you the pose in which they were found dead and it's like the real photos, they don't ever give you the face. So it's not like that you can ever like put it. I, I don't know. There's something about that. The fact that they didn't show you the face that gives it a little bit of of uh, like the mystery relief yeah so i i just i loved it it was really really good four episodes we watched it in a single night um in between episodes of dexter and so uh really loved it and can't recommend it enough it's called night stalker on netflix it is zero zero for trivia Uh, we're gonna start all over after a grueling 18 and a half to 16 and a half battle a window or race to eleven. I mean, that that alone
1: probably took a year
0: <laughs> no, it did it definitely took a year for sure i mean we went well over 11 so i'm hoping this not only goes a little faster but maybe we can maybe we can get an 11 to 9 or 11 to 8 somewhere or maybe even a blowout maybe you'll just dominate So i'm going to give you the question first all right i
1: like
0: that I, I won't say this is easy but i will say it's possible and if you need a little help because there are some words that i that i was even like uh you know, All if right. you need like, if you need like some clarification, we'll say, feel free to ask. All right, no problem. In Greek mythology, Kratos is the divine personification of what? A.K.A. he embodies what? He's the symbol of what? I mean, I will tell you this because that that is a very open ended question. I, I feel like I can answer that a lot of words. Yeah, it's just one word. He's the symbol of something like, you know, I'm just throwing this as it's not right. But like Batman is the symbol of justice. Yeah. And Spider-Man is the symbol of responsibility. Like just that one word. What in the Greek, in actual Greek mythology, Kratos symbolizes what?
1: I, I have a word, but let, let, let me just hear him just to be safe. Let me see if I'm close.
0: Is it strength? Is it victory? Is it force? Or is it zeal?
1: I didn't have any of those, Doc. Say it again.
0: Is it strength? Is it victory? Is it force? Or is it zeal or zeal? Depends on who you're speaking to. Let's go zeal. No, it is strength. Kratos. Strength. Strength. Hmm. He is the divine person and that is in real Greek mythology. The divine personification of strength. Now he is the son of Pallas and Styx. Kratos has his siblings, Nike, Bia, and zealous nike is victory yeah i know Nike. yeah bia is force and zealous is zeal. so i actually just took his family and i was gonna say like revenge that's see like that's a wonderful answer yeah Uh, so so that's
1: the whole that's the word i that popped as soon as you said that was okay i think it's revenge but let me be safe so i mean i'm either way i was screwed but
0: yeah tough question but like you were on the right path
1: all right no problem all right i actually i found this question See what you got. You might even know it. Who the hell knows? Who voiced Wolverine in X Two Wolverine's Revenge video game that came out for PS Two, Xbox, GameCube, Game Boy Advance?
0: John DiMaggio. I don't know. Uh, give me the answers.
1: You have A. Dougry Scott. B. Mark Hamill. C. Hugh Jackman. D. Steve Blum.
0: Okay, give me them one more time because I only heard Mark Hamill.
1: Okay. A. Dougry Scott. B. Mark Hamill. C, Hugh Jackman. D, Steve Blum.
0: Who was C? Was it Jackman?
1: Hugh Jackman, yep.
0: Wow. Uh and huh. Uh I don't I don't think it's Jackman. I don't I'm not necessarily familiar with the other two gentlemen, so I'm just gonna go Hamill for it's the only one I know.
1: Correct. Nice. Mark Hamill voiced voiced him, even though they used Hugh Jackman's likeness on the cover and the whole game. It was his likeness, but For whatever reason, Mark Hamill played the voice. Thought that was very interesting.
0: I've been waiting all week to talk about this in the movie section. But before we get to the Snyder Cut, there's a review of a movie I want to read because I'm so juiced for this movie. I think it's next Friday. So about a week from the day you're listening to this, I believe it drops on HBO Max and in theaters. It's called Judas and the Black Messiah. And normally I, I don't like I love history and I know who Fred Hampton was, but I didn't know too, too much about him. And normally this movie probably would have missed my radar, but he's a central figure in this trial of the Chicago seven, which was my favorite movie last year. And so to be able to dive deeper into the, his life and subsequent assassination is incredibly, uh, incredibly, I guess, what, what's the word I'm looking for? intriguing. So when this movie was announced. I was like I'm I don't know what it's about. I'm going to sleep on it and and then now kind of knowing more about it, I cannot wait for it. So again, it is called Judas and the Black Messiah coming to HBO Max next week and theaters. Here's the review. The insecurities of informant Bill O'Neill make for an uneasy platform upon which director Shaka King places the weighty presence of Panther leader Fred Hampton, who delivers fiery speeches on par with Hollywood's most powerful orations. Driven by its performance and smuggling revolutionary politics into an award season prestige, Judas and the Black Messiah makes for a powerful retelling of a violent chapter of U- uh, U.S. history. 8-5? 8 five. That's solid. cannot wait for this movie. Cannot fucking wait. I don't even know if I saw a trailer. uh, It is. There is a trailer available. um, So I would check that out. But I would definitely check out the trial of the Chicago seven as well. That's on Netflix. Definitely great movie. So now we've come to the time where I've been. I've been waiting for you to talk about this for a week. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. We have a release date and a rating for the Snyder cut, Sam you're going to be able to watch the Snyder cut, the R-rated Snyder cut, on March 18th.
1: Ah, oh, it's a beautiful freaking thing, ain't it? After you believe in something for so long and all the haters said it ain't real, you ain't never getting it, But blah, blah, but but, It's just so glad that it's like, a, there's the set date, it's done, Zack Snyder, I think he was on Vero, said that it's 100% complete, it's done, and I believe, if I heard correctly, that we're getting a new trailer next week.
0: Nice. We'll and have so that on our Facebook and, and Instagram.
1: Yeah, of course. As soon as that drops, you know, we're going to be all over that one. I um, mean, he, he's been dropping, you know, pictures. He dropped a picture of uh, Wonder Woman. We saw a new picture of Batman. And then we saw the little, uh, little tease of Nightmare Joker. Which I, don't, I I know you saw that, but that just kind of got me hyped because it, it from me. You know, obviously, it's blurred. You really can't see it like detailed, obviously, but it looks a, a lot different than he did in Suicide Squad. I did.
0: It looked more like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker than it did Jared Leto's Joker.
1: I I, so. I even saw seen a couple of people even mock up like it was Joaquin Phoenix. And I was like, huh, it doesn't look too bad, but I I really like, you know, like Jared got all you know he, he got a lot of hate even from me. Maybe he just didn't get enough. The cut we showed it didn't put him in the left the the right light. Like, but I even though it's probably only going to be a max minimum a minute screen time he's going to get. I'm really looking forward to it. Like I, I, I want to give the guy another shake. You know what I mean? Because I just feel like he he got shit on. He only got 13 minutes when he said he shot over two hours of Joker film, and I, you know, I'm interested. You know what I mean? And now I'm already seeing people doing like uh, when uh, Darkseid does his his like eye beam. Like it, it's like an as soon as he shoots it, like it just goes right to the target, like zigzag lines, like serpentine pattern. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just, it, it just—you almost can't believe it. it's what four years since the first, since Justice League came out that to, to, to get this, like to to finally get Zack Snyder, so him and his family can kind of put this behind them. You know, I, I feel like this is like it's it's so deserving. They raised so much money for, um, was it suicide prevention? The Zack Snyder cut on on Twitter. The number keeps rising. I think it's over over five hundred thousand. I think they raised. So like even that in itself is amazing too.
0: After four years. You are exactly one month and two weeks away from the time we record this show.
1: Again, and, and again, it's two and a half hours of footage we have never seen. Two and a half hours of a whole new footage. So we're, we are getting a whole new movie because you you still get the haters. It's going to be the same movie. What if it sucks? But you could say that about every movie. Every movie you say, what if it sucks? Any movie. give Give this a fair shake. It wasn't his true vision. Let's
0: just see what the man can do. That's all. It's all about like perspective. <laughs> if you've been burnt before, or if you don't trust DC, but at the same time, like I get it, the trepidation, like I understand it. I'm not the huge DC fan, but I'm going in this. Pretending there was no Whedon cut. I'm going in this as a fresh brand new movie and I'll let it win over. I'm not going to be overhyped and give it praise it doesn't deserve because just because it's the Snyder cut and it's real and we've been waiting for it. It's kind of like I remember when Justice League first came out on this podcast, we were a very young podcast at the time. But when it came out, you would praise the movie. and You said you really liked it. And I think as time passed those type of things, you kind of see a different perspective. And so I expect, you know, the haters to hate the lovers to love. But at the end of the day, I think I'm going to go into this as a first timer, brand new movie. The and cut doesn't exist, in my opinion. And I'm just really excited to enjoy some Justice League.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you go in like F the Snyder Cut, I mean you're you're gonna hate the movie. If you go in negative, you're there's it, you're not gonna change your own mind if you go in there like that. Just go in there with an open mind. One thing
0: it's the mindset, right? Like if you go in it with a negative mindset, like you just said, FDC F the Snyder cut, you're gonna be watching it looking for things to point at and nitpick. Mm-hmm. If you go in it with a positive mindset of oh my god, it's the Snyder cut. You're going to go into it looking for those little details that weren't in the weed and cut, and the little Easter eggs, and and that's the stuff you're going to be excited about. It's literally all about mindset. I can see it, that released the Snyder cut Twitter page that we followed for a really long time before it was announced. They're going to love it no matter what, just because it's real. Like there's then you have the other side of the coin where the DC haters or the people that didn't, you know, that can't believe this is going to be any different are going to go into this. Oh, it's it's pretty much the same thing. But did you notice this? And me, I'm right in the middle. I'm not overhyped. I'm not underhyped. I am so excited to watch it as its own thing. I'm going to yeah. give it its own shake.
1: And and one one thing real quick, I saw on Twitter, Ray Fisher, the actor who plays Cyborg. I guess you know, pe- I guess some people got early screenings or whatever, or saw it early, and he basically said says straight out, he's like, guys, I want to ask a real question? Like, so what? Booya is not in Snyder's cut. Like, why why do you, why is that a bad thing if it's not in it? And the only thing I could think of is, you know, a lot of us kind of were younger. We grew up watching Teen Titans and hearing Cyborg saying booyah for like something good or something like that. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. w- it was in the, the weeding cut. Yeah, there was it was a cool little moment there. But, you know, it, it, he's right. Like, you, I don't need it would be nice to hear. It. Of course. Yeah, because it, it's a nod to Teen Titans or whatever. But I, if he doesn't say it in it, like, that's not going to be like, oh, the movie suckers because he didn't say booyah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I did like that he kind of came out and just kind of openly said it right away. So just like if people were going to hate on it already, he kind of just said, I'm, I'm curious, guys, like, drop me a line. Why would you hate the movie if Booyah's not here? What's your reasoning behind that? And you know, a lot of people were just hating the hate. And a lot of people were like, yeah, you know, Teen Titans again, like I said. But, you know, I, th- I thought it was cool that he was open about it.
0: Imagine getting so triggered over somebody saying a line in a movie. We're not saying a lot. Of that's anything. what I'm not saying. I'm like, that's I'm, the thing you choose to hate in life. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's
1: like that's where you went to nitpick. Like, wow. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm curious. Like, if that's really where all you went to. Like, okay, that 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 that's fine with me because that to me that's going to tell me it's going to be a way better movie if that's where you went to. Not not what you know. Obviously, there's we're not going to get no Superman's fake mustache. It's all Henry Cable. There's no special effects. Everything is as is. is.
0: Besides Brock Lesnar, do you know the number one reason I stopped watching wrestling? Uh, no. Like I talk about it. I think we even had a brief conversation about it last week. But the real reason, and particularly WWE, it's it's a little bit of AEW too, but it's mostly WWE. The reason I stopped watching is because there's no compelling storyline. And I like a good storyline in wrestling, even though it's, you know, it's obviously scripted and stuff like that. Yeah. But what I can't stand about wrestlers is every single one of them now has a nickname. Every one of them is the Messiah, the answer, the, this, the priest of pain, the, this. And I'm like the, the, uh, King of strong style, the art, uh, architect of anarchy. And I'm like, does everybody need a nickname on top of their already like their nickname? And, uh, if they have a catchphrase, which is basically what Booyah is, they have to say it every interview, like Bobby Roode. It's glorious every oh, he he, he
1: has to be tired of saying that
0: (laughs) every time but I'm tired of hearing it and so like what I love this this website called what culture uh, in England they did this thing they have a segment on one of their YouTube channels called nobody talks like that and it's just dedicated to wrestlers saying dumb shit and like nobody like in what world would Alexa Bliss say oh that was blissful like nobody never, would actually never. talk like that. And that's what I feel like of this thing is I don't need a catchphrase shoved in my face because it's what I'm expecting Cyborg to say. Yeah, I'd rather his storyline just be compelling as opposed to waiting on bated breath to hear him say a six-letter word.
1: And and when he says booyah, that's usually like a like a happy moment or something like that. Like he beat Beast Boy in a, in a video game or something like that. Like obviously yeah. Justice League... I don't really see him playing video games. This kind of is more like a, a down or a more serious tone. So a booyah might not fit here, but it could fit if there was a sequel or something. There's actually some good news or something like that, but it doesn't have to be in every single time you
0: see cyborg one month and two weeks, one month and two weeks. Now, before we move on, I have to ask, what are you thinking now about this? R rating, like, a, are you cool with it? I'm sure you obviously you probably are. But B, what do you think is going to be in this film that will deserve it being an R rating? Is it? Language? I mean, I, it I think
1: they they even said it. I think that it got the R rating because of I guess some action scenes and probably some dialogue. So there might, dialogue. Be some, so might be some might be some f bombs in there. You know, maybe Batman loses his shit. I don't know.
0: Now, was the original Justice League was 13, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it was freaking Josh Whedon. Of course, it was PG 13. <laughs> So I, I think you it might be like the 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 fight scenes. I think they're going to be a little bit more violent. Maybe you see some more blood. Maybe you see some decapitations. You know, I, I would imagine
0: it, I would imagine the Joker probably throws some language around there. Yeah, I mean, it and, could be it could be the, the Joker,
1: or it could be Deathstroke. You know, Deathstroke's a yeah. violent ass dude. Maybe his scene is him chopping off heads. Yeah, and, you know, right. to get that is a rated R, you know what I mean? Like
0: there's so much, there's like so much. You get fun. like two decapitations and show one on screen. You're getting an R. Like that's, that's it.
1: Right. You throw some it. blood. like That's it. It's an automatic R rating. And I think you're yeah. allowed like one F bomb. That's it.
0: Now, are is do you believe that this is going to be like a killing joke, kind of soft R? Or do you believe that, that, that Snyder's pretty much going to go ham on this and have some
1: I mean, I, I don't, he's not going to have that much screen time. To, like, again, if we're getting the Joker, we're going to get like a minute max of the No, Joker. no,
0: Snyder. Do you think Snyder overall is going to have some fun with this? Or is it going to be like a soft R like the Killing Joke was? Like the Killing Joke to me after watching it didn't really deserve it. I mean, I, I think it's
1: probably going to be a, a little bit more than the Killing Joke. Just a little yeah. bit more. Just because of all the big fight scenes. You have the, the the Amazons that are going to fight. What we're going to see at Deathstroke. What Joker is going to do. What more of the nightmare scenes we're going to see. So it, it all depends.
0: Gotcha. Let's move on. Unless you have anything else you want to add about the Snyder coat. Now that we have basically it's finalized. What else could drop besides trailers? We're all as I know is March 18th. All systems go.
1: March 18th, when I'm done my, my workout, my shower for the next four hours after that, my, I might even just turn the cell phone on silent and then I'm just dead to the world for four hours because I just want to be focused in. I don't want to peek at my phone once. I just want to watch this straight through. And then, you know, again, because people are, are could be assholes on social media too. People that wait till midnight when it gets released. Bam. And I don't want to wake up in the morning. And, they, and the first thing I see is a spoiler. So I think that whole day is I go dark until that movie's done.
0: Nice. As we move on, as Sam takes a sip of his time. Oh, I was close to the mic there, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Cloverfield is getting another sequel, but this time J.J. Abrams back to produce and it will not, will not be a found footage film.
1: I mean, I'm fine either way. I'm just happy to get another film in that universe.
0: I think I mean, it's well that that last one that went right to Netflix was a pile of trash. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, yeah, it was a I short,
1: wasn't was it? Wasn't it a short? I remember. No, was it. A, it,
0: it was a full length. It was just a garbage movie. I'll I'll look it up as when you're talking. But I like Ten Cloverfield Lane a lot. What I think this is doing is oh, John Goodman. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, and Mary Jane. Uh, oh God, I can't remember her name. She was in Birds of Prey and Scott Pilgrim damn it i can't remember her name right now but uh regardless um and the kid who breaks is like i can't again i cannot remember regardless uh so <laughs> it was a good movie i i enjoyed it i watched it a long time ago um it's capitalizing on a very good time right now because of the monster movie like godzilla versus kong is about to come out so gonna be a lot of hype around this this genre again of the big monster movie and cloverfield ended it with such a the original cloverfield with such a um question mark and kind of open-ended that it'll be really nice to get a movie set. R- I would imagine almost right after the events of Cloverfield one uh, that I'm really looking forward to that. Cause I thought Cloverfield was a sleeper hit.
1: Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Thank you. Oh, and John Gallagher. That's right. I forgot he was in that too.
0: That's right. The newsroom, baby.
1: Uh, So, oh, so freaking good. Oh yeah. I forgot. Lizzie chapel was in the first one.
0: Uh, I don't remember Lizzie- that one. Cloverfield. The Cloverfield paradox. That's what it was called. 2018 oh, and, right to Netflix. And, and
1: what do you know i forgot matt reeves directed the cloverfield i forgot the, about the that original yeah
0: yeah uh huh the the cloverfield paradox that came out i think it was like 2018 or something the one i was just talking about that got shit on a 37 on metacritic and a 5.5 on imdb
1: i, I never saw this oh Dan, daniel brules and he's the from the captain america movie yes sir mm-hmm Yep. So So, so don't even watch that piece of shit you're saying?
0: I think that they're probably going to retcon that and just do it right, because the last thing that happened in the Cloverfield universe was the Cloverfield Paradox. All all
1: I see is many considering it the weakest of the Cloverfield (laughs)
0: films. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. In the Matrix world, the Matrix 4 has an official title. It's called Matrix Resurrections.
1: I mean, I think that's probably the, the perfect title. I think they need it, considering I didn't think we'd ever get another one after the
0: third one. I I I, I kind of can't wait to jump back into this world. It's going to be on HBO Max this year. So you can watch it from the you can jump back into the world from your basement.
1: Oh, I'll be watching this in my room. You know what I mean, I, I, think think like, I think it's like get the sounds going S- S-
0: September, October. It might be even December. It's going to be late, late 21. But are you going right. to go back and watch the first three? That's
1: that's actually a good question. Um, I haven't I can't even tell you the last time I saw them. I'm I'm probably definitely due for a rewatch. I yeah, maybe that's actually a good idea. Just just a little refresher. Huh. I
0: I I watched the first one with Kev McCormick when we were twelve, maybe eleven. We're in high school. I'd never seen another one after that. My buddy that I worked with uh, at a job previous to where I am now, bought me their trilogy on DVD for Christmas. I didn't even take it out of the package, and I sold it.
1: So <laughs> I've just never, I,
0: no I just never—I have no interest. I just—I've legitimately zero interest in any Matrix movies. It just—it just never got to me. Now maybe now, if I rewatch the first one, I'd be like, okay, this is my thing. But I, I just—I never could. You'll get
1: go back movies. like, come on, Neo, get him.
0: <laughs> take the red pill. That's all I know is like it's Keanu Reeves and, and two colored pills. That's like it's it. And a guy with sunglasses.
1: That's a shame that it, out of the eight hours
0: of filming. I only remember a red and blue pill. I only watched the first one when I was 11. I'm and 32. I remember I remember a guy with a lot of keys. That's I don't even remember that. Is that the guy with the glasses? Who am I talking to? I, am I still I don't, alive? I don't, I don't remember if he has glasses. <laughs> the live action Little Mermaid has reportedly begun filming. This one's just kind of a. Here you go. But it's important to me, damn it, because one of these Disney li- ri- live actions has to be good. One of them. See, I, I know you hey, like the Lion King. Yeah, right? I, I did like
1: the Lion King. I still didn't go back. I still didn't see the other one yet. Uh, Jungle Book. I still got to see that one. I, and, I, uh, Aladdin
0: was a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, I didn't see um, Aladdin. I just heard so many people shit on Aladdin. So I, I, it was I, so bad. Again, the, the trailers of that didn't didn't do look good. Well, when I was younger, I always did like the Little Mermaid. So I I'm I'm actually interested to see how this looks.
0: Lin-Manuel Miranda is writing the music. Like, how could you not want to fucking watch that? He did Hamilton. Like, let's go. If Hamilton wasn't five years old by the time the film version of it dropped on uh, Disney Plus, it would have been my movie of the year. I didn't put it on my list for 2020 because it's five years old. Let's call it what it is. So like and it was filmed in like 2016 and 17. So I didn't feel right doing that, even though it debuted in 2020. Hamilton is a masterpiece. And anything Lin-Manuel Miranda touches, I'm interested in. So can we say it? Let's fucking go. I'm ready for the Little Mermaid live action, baby. Uh, all right. I, I've talked about the Little Mermaid more than anything else this podcast so far. We are not a finance podcast. We never will be. Uh, we are not stock market connoisseurs. But this whole GameStop, we'll call it drama. We'll call it a fiasco. We'll call it we'll called a man. shit show we'll call it outsmarting the man and like bringing the rich down a notch off their fucking pedestal. I will say that this whole story is getting a book, two film adaptations and a TV series. Like, holy shit. One of them's coming to Netflix. The other one to MGM. Now they're going to (laughs) compete against each other. It's like, this is going to be, and I think they're pretty much going to be fast tracked because they kind of got to get these out soon before it's irrelevant but uh good on them for uh for making all of these adaptations quick this book's gonna get written start to finish before winds of winter i'm telling you
1: <laughs> you're probably not wrong there i mean i think a tv series is a complete miss I, I okay same but
0: I, i'd like to see it won't just be about the day it happened uh, there will probably be more to it than that. I'm oh sure. no, there's, there's.
1: I mean, of course, there's. There's got to be. But uh, to even two films is a lot. Okay, I could see a book. I could see one film or even a documentary. Of how this shit show happened, but.
0: Well, I, you know what you know what the thing about a documentary is is they had to have people there taping and they didn't. So so it was an unprecedented event. It's not like a film crew was there making a documentary already. So documentary is impossible because everything would be past tense. But like two films, I can. S- you know, they're competing against each other. It's not going to be like sequels. It's just one film. They're coming out around the same time. It'll be the same topic. It's like, which one do you want? It's like, uh, oh my God, that documentary uh, that came out on Hulu and Netflix, uh, Firefest, a couple years ago. You remember that?
1: Oh, with Jar roll
0: I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And Netflix came out with their version, and Hulu dropped theirs like two weeks earlier. And they were about the exact same fucking thing but like they were competing to see which one was more popular. So it's kind of like the same wow. deal there. Um, and then the TV series, I could see like a limited series type thing, like seven episodes on HBO types type deal. Um, but we'll, we'll see if you're interested in the story behind shorting stock and, and all this good stuff that I just commend Reddit for to the, you know, I didn't have any, you know, I didn't make a, a dime, but um, check it out, read all you can about it. Cause it's super fascinating, really, really interesting stuff. Sony's Resident Evil movie starring Robbie Amell that has been previously announced, the live action Resident Evil, like kind of a reboot to the uh, what's her name? Jo- uh Mila Djokovic.
1: Yep, it? yep. uh, yeah, uh,
0: it's kind of rebooting that franchise. That movie got a release date. It's September 3rd of this year.
1: I was not expecting it. That That is fast. What a crazy fast. I feel like they just started filming and, and finished and now it's, it's coming out already.
0: It's crazy. I wonder if it's just like in one mansion, like the original game. I so mean, it's like it, pretty easy film.
1: I mean, I do like that. It is kind of a reboot. Like, yeah, you know, Mila Jovovich. They, they weren't the greatest. It had it had their moments. I do what the four or five films that she actually did. But I like that they're kind of starting over refresh. And I'm, I, I can't wait to see this.
0: I want it to be a more atmospheric horror as opposed to what the other movies kind of devolved into were action junkie films. Yeah. And I don't want that. I don't want, I want that, you know, isolated location in a mansion kind of don't need to go around the world filming. Just like, let me get a mansion with some fucking spookies and and just get scared for an hour. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm hoping that's what this movie turns out to be. Uh let's go into the TV section back to Disney. Disney Plus is creating a Black Panther spin-off series set around the world of Wakanda. I think this has all the potential in the world.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is a, a great movie, especially like you said, you want to expand on it. You want to maybe see what Shiri's up to. You want to introduce some new characters. Well, this hey.
0: this series is going to be, I'd imagine it's going to be a whole bunch of new characters. You might get some Shiri. But I think this is going to be around this, maybe some other tribes in Wakanda or maybe just the world of Wakanda. It's got a lot of possibilities for a TV series.
1: I, I agree. Maybe this is something that could set up Namor. You know, again, they tease Namor about that rumblings in Wakanda. Maybe this is something that leads to it down the road, which, could, again, we probably won't see the show for another two years. And I don't think I haven't heard anything yet that Namor is kind of like next up. So maybe down the road, this could be a little hint towards Namor.
0: What I would love And I think I don't I think I don't think it's possible based on timelines. I don't know my Marvel timeline very well, but I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is taking place after Endgame. I think it's set after Endgame, right? Oh Yeah,
1: I I think everything besides Black Widow is is after. Yeah,
0: so that kind of ruins it. I wanted to see how Winter Soldier ended up in Wakanda in the Avengers movies and like how he got there i don't remember that i happening. think steve i
1: think i believe he got his arm cut off i believe cap broke him out and i think cap brought him there to for them to fix his arm
0: okay i did, did we see that in the films
1: i think I at the end remember. of one of the films cap breaks out breaks out of everyone oh scale. my god
0: he does yeah 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 he does yeah. in civil war never mind i was gonna i lied i was gonna say it'd be cool to see how like his story on wakanda and it kind of crosses those two shows over but yeah I, i'm just gonna shut up now and <laughs> move on with my Next story. With my life. <laughs> a Fraser reboot uh, is reportedly in the works, but not at like a Hulu where I would expect it to be, at Paramount Plus, trying to get those subscribers up to about 200
1: yeah that's a definitely it's definitely an odd home for free you
0: know because fraser back in the day was a huge freaking show brendan and it was on and it was on fox fox is owned by disney who was the perfect spot for that show But I, I imagine paramount owns the rights to it
1: i love how i just said brendan or brendan fraser
0: <laughs> wait who is it? it's uh leslie fraser right leslie oh my god leslie.
1: no hold on i'm having a brain fart isn't it leslie fraser or something I don't know, man. Oh, hold on. I'm looking up. I had a huge brain fart. Blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> Did you really say Brendan Fraser?
1: Dr. Fraser Crane?
0: Yeah. Is Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Oh, my that, that's, God. Yeah, that's the
1: actor, but he plays Fraser Crane was his name. Yeah. Wow. And, man, that, that's how David long it's been Hyde, since I've seen it.
0: David Hyde Pierce, Jane Leaves. Oh, my God. That show ran for 260 episodes. My goodness gracious. Yeah. But yeah. Read, it, dude, that's crazy. That's a it's listen. It's a show with a huge legacy, so much so that we forgot the names of the actors and the parts they played. But I digress. Uh, Paramount yeah, Plus, said Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Paramount Plus. Did I say that or did you? No, I said that. Okay. Um, I I That's think freaking great. It's an attempt to get Paramount Plus's subscriber numbers up. You know, it's it's probably going to fall on deaf ears. Um I don't think anybody's going to. It's it's kind of like Star Trek. Picard on CBS All Access. You're just trying to draw people in for this one thing and hope they stay for the others. And maybe you can lock down like Peacock got the office and Peacock got Parks and Rec. So maybe you'll stay for the Save by the Bell reboot. And now the WWE network coming in March. So like maybe Paramount Plus uses this as its as its like a springboard into more better original content especially with movies paramount has a billion movies they can throw in that service and really really kind of give you a bang for your buck but if this thing is any more than 4.99 a month we're in for some deep shit uh, i don't see value there but good for fraser to get a reboot i just i can envision it being 10 episodes a single season you get them back it kind of is mediocre at best and we all move on with our lives
1: yeah i just I don't know. I I just can't see it without like Kelsey Grammer. I I, I don't know. He'll be
0: back. Maybe he'll he he, reboot Frazier
1: without Frasier. Maybe he plays the dad this time.
0: Oh, we we said that last week. Oh, it's always the kids. I hope not. I hope it's like I hope it's old Frazier. Give me old fras fi- no, I want to get in bridge at a club in Florida. That's but, what I want.
1: But his dad was like he he was hilarious. I remember him being really funny yeah. in Frasier. So, yeah. just you know, an easy way to continue on
0: Uh, Not Disney Plus. The previously announced Sonic Netflix series got a name and a release window. It's called Sonic Prime, not to be confused with Metroid Prime uh, or Amazon Prime, and will drop in 2022.
1: And again, that that dropping on Netflix, I think that's going to be huge. Obviously, I, I, I still think kids know about Sonic, right? I mean... Well, they don't lose Sonic like we grew up with Sonic, but
0: no, they got Sonic Mania, they got Sonic Team Racing. There's uh some more Sonic stuff we'll talk about later on in this episode that definitely appeals to children. Um, so Sonic is still around, but because Sega's Whoa, not a console manufacturer spoiler. Anymore, because Sega's not a console manufacturer anymore, they're you know, Sonic and they're owned by Sega. If like Nintendo or Sony, um, kind of or even Microsoft purchased fucking sega or bought the rights to sonic he'd probably be a bigger name now but yeah the kiddies still know him still love him kind
1: of i just need to see the animation if the animation looks good maybe i'll give it a watch
0: if it's hand drawn i'm in if it's cg which i suspect it will be uh,
1: you're probably 98 percent. it's probably cg
0: pacific rim the black which is definitely not cg uh that that got a trailer and a release date of march 4th on netflix and i think more movies need anime adaptations because this looks cool
1: Oh God, yeah, and that was like after. Um, God damn it! I'm having a brain fart already. The what was the one Anthony Mackie came in the second season of that show, Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon, like the anime, the anime movie they did of that was freaking phenomenal. That's the route they should continue. That Pacific. The and then it got canceled. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no, no. The live action got canceled because the second yeah. season sucked compared to the first season. Yeah, um, this was a minute long trailer. I thought it looked freaking awesome. I. Didn't even realize it was March fourth, so that's even better for us. I can't wait to watch it.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I was. I think when you proposed a top three, I was going to rebut with top three things that should get an anime adaptation, but I kind of forgot. So we went the different top three tonight, which will be in gaming, which I'm equally excited. We about. can stuff
1: that in the back pocket.
0: The CW has renewed a bunch of great shows, including DC's Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Riverdale, and oh, and Batwoman, so on and so forth. What are you thinking?
1: Hey, they. I guess they they feel really good about some of these shows. Obviously, we've never seen the new Batwoman yet. I think she premieres next week, I think the new
0: episode is. Uh-huh. So, Superman it's good and Lois got a got a renewal of, even before it starts. Walker got a renewal, so like a lot of stuff is The CW has a lot of faith in its programming.
1: Yeah, I think Walker, I think they only aired two or three episodes, but it's good, you know. They they I mean, if they backed 15 seasons of Supernatural, they're not going to give up on Padalecki after one. <laughs> yeah, no, Padaleckis deserved. But the Flash gets signed for eight seasons, so that's its eighth. Legends is on its seventh. So like a lot of these shows that I did not expect to go this long have kind of exceeded my expectations. I know The Flash is the last, I think the first three or four episodes technically was supposed to be from last season, but obviously COVID pushed everything back. So I'll make sure to see kind of to close out that storyline and, and where they go from there.
0: Nut Lee has been cast as Judo Master in HBO Max's Peacemaker series.
1: I, I just, I don't know who the, who that is. Like, I'm just so excited to see John Cena in this role. Uh, James Gunn has been talking about it a bunch on Twitter. He for, is, is just so excited for this. Like, his excitement is getting me excited for this role.
0: I hope I pronounced his name right. I mean, it's literally N-H-U-T. It could be Hutley, but I went with Nutley because it's funnier. Uh, I, I just don't know. But he was in uh, Nick Kroll's show, The Kroll Show. He was in that um and that's it i mean like
1: i mean i i like that because i i've never seen him in anything so for him to play a character that i i really don't know anything about shit i i really don't know much about peacemaker but i'm excited as shit to see him in suicide squad i just saw james gunn someone asked him on twitter is suicide squad done he said that he's working on like one more thing in music and like one more other cue or something like that and then suicide squad is completely finished so we get that too
0: i uh i I think in like a lot of the superhero stuff, like that's where no name actors go to make their names is are these superhero shows. You see it with like Kamala Khan in uh miss Marvel. You see it in Titans. You see it in now this show, like a lot star girl, even like you're going to see a lot of people start to get their names from these superhero shows. Cause there's a lot of roles to go around. Quite frankly, there's a lot of characters and it gives a people, it gives young actors a chance to shine. And like, You saw it with Batwoman. They got Ruby Rose, who was a big established star. She lasted a season. And it's like it's gone to somebody that we don't necessarily know at all taking the role. And it's already renewed for a third without ever fucking premiering for season two. So good things happen if you can get yourself into DC or Marvel uh, and and your career could explode. But um, just like you, I'm very excited for more Peacemaker, even though we've never even seen him in the first place yet.
1: Now, I'll take over in gaming. We'll start off. We have two impressions, but let's lead us off with Abroxia 2.
0: Abroxia 2 from Lillimo Games, Colin Moriarty's second game under Lillimo, the sequel to 2000, I believe, 19's Abroxia. We got the review code for this early. I've been playing it for a week or two. I was not allowed to speak about it uh, until February 1st. So as soon as that was uh, done, I tweeted about the game because I just needed to say something about it. Um, and normally when we get a review copy of a game ahead of time, I play it, I beat it and I do a full review, a couple minutes as opposed to just overall impressions, which is when I don't finish a game, I just play it. Well, you know why I have impressions as opposed to a review? It's because this game is motherfucking hard
1: yeah, i was <laughs> gonna I, say I was, it's hard as shit ain't it
0: i have not beaten level two so uh like last week with cyber shadow i am giving impressions as opposed to review because i can't beat level two now cyber shadow i'm on level six now and it might be the best 2d side scroller ninja game i've ever played it's fucking awesome i can't stop thinking about it but uh with hebroxia 2 abroxy one was okay now i am not by any means a shmup master a shoot 'em up you know game is not necessarily my genre but when you make it a kind of twin sticky type deal i'm in that's that's what colin did with twin breaker he made a brick breaker game too and it was really really cool and so i love what abroxia 2 does over abroxia where instead of just shooting with your ship forward to kill enemies it's 360 degrees i can shoot all my projectiles all my missiles all my stuff And boom, 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 boom. Now, what I understand is if I can beat level two and start to upgrade my ship, the game actually gets easier as you go. Because when you start the game, you're very naked. You have no power-ups, no nothing. And you still have a wave of enemies coming at you. And it's, you know, you're going to die a lot. I've already died, I don't know, 30 times in the first two levels because I'm just not good at shmups. I just, I I know, right. Yeah. Um, And so like, I can't tell you if it gets easier because I'm not good enough to do it. Uh, just simple as that. I will beat that game. Eventually I have completely shifted my attention to cyber shadow and trying to beat that before Mario uh, 3d world plus Bowser's fury next week. So really pumped for that, by the way. Um, but I digress. It's a really, really beautiful shmup. It's got a, I'd say a story, but really it's just got a beginning and an end. It does have a second ending through new game. Plus no spoilers there. Cause I haven't seen it yet. What it is. Cause I haven't fucking beaten it yet, uh, but I adore it. It's one of the best 2d soundtracks around phenomenal, phenomenal soundtrack, great gameplay, super tight again, hard as hell. It's got secrets galore. You can take multiple paths through levels. And when you take multiple paths through levels, you can actually get a different boss than the original boss. So like it, Uh, what's the word i'm looking for it encourages replayability and exploration and all that cool stuff so while i'm a noob and i can't beat it because i stink at it i'm loving my time with it i've spent about an hour in it so far trying to beat these two levels maybe actually more closer to 90 minutes uh, because i've just died so much i got so i got to the boss of level one and fucking died and i started at the very beginning i was like no it took me an hour to get here
1: I'm like oh it's if you die like, at the balls, it takes you to the it's
0: it is old school nes uh, hard man it is hard 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 i don't, hard. I don't so, miss those days shoo man it's punishing in three weeks i got super meat boy forever uh which is damn damn near impossible then cyber shadow then this i'm in like a masochistic hard game phase, I guess. I guess I played Pokemon too much and I'm looking for a hard game. Uh, but man, this is it's a phenomenal game for what I've played. It's only 10 bucks. It's available for Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4. It goes on PS5 to play there. Xbox, uh, you name it. So it's on everywhere you can get it. I want to thank East Asia Soft and Lilimo Games for giving us a copy to review. I'm sorry I haven't beaten it yet. But uh, I'm looking forward to upgrading my ship. And from what I've seen on other folks' reviews, once you upgrade your ship, you're a fucking god. And it is it is going to be bad news bears for these enemies. And I cannot wait. But right now, my ship's a little dinky-dink, and I stinky-stink. So uh, that's all I got. It's a phenomenal game. I just haven't – I'm not good enough to, to beat it right now. And so uh, for what I played I loved, please check it out. $10 Hybroxia 2.
1: Now, let's get your impressions and review of Destruction All-Stars.
0: I am going to read the review from IGN first. This is the wannabe Twisted Metal game that came out uh, this week on PlayStation 5 for free. Pissed. If you're a PS Plus member. What? Because you want it to be Twisted Metal? Of course. Who yeah. doesn't? Um, apparently, a lot of people. I, don't I was going to say, that's what I've been reading on Twitter. Yeah, so um, it is uh again free so if you're a ps5 ps plus member you can download it for nothing along with control and concrete genie for the ps plus games this month highly recommend all three of those games to at least try out um so why not take a shot on a multiplayer car combat game you can get out of the car you can run around and like evade shit i don't know but so i've played about five matches so i can give my impressions and what i think but i'm going to read the review first this is IGN destruction all-stars can provide short bursts of action-packed chaos that are at their most fun when kept simple the driving and vehicle-to-vehicle combat are highly enjoyable when you're slamming into other cars at high speed but they wear thin very quickly and offer very little else on closer inspection and the on foot gameplay you're forced into often feels pointless with hit and miss modes single player content hidden behind a paywall which uh, y- y- yep uh, it's ow. part of my pro it's part of my problem And poor cosmetics, there's a disappointing lack of depth uh, beneath the loud crashes, bangs, and whops that feel so exciting at first. The roster of heroes are decently designed, along with their signature abilities, but very little is done to encourage team play or even interesting uses of those characters. There's a basis of a great party game here, but at launch, it's far too shallow of an experience to be considered one right now.
1: I refuse to give it higher than a five.
0: It is a 6 out of 10. Uh, I would rate it right there. I think it's actually, I agree with so much of what this review says. It's why I was very passionate about reading the review first. I agree with the score. In the five matches I've played, I've actually had a lot of fun, but I can see myself never fucking touching it again because there's just it's just the same thing. And and uh, it's, it's Fortnite meets Twisted Metal in the worst way, and actually Overwatch. And it's just like, yeah you can pick 20 characters but like to find out what their abilities are you only have 20 seconds but to find out their abilities you got to like do research ahead of time and you can't really it's it's just a pain in the ass to try and find and and play with new characters there is no single player unless i want to pay for it which is the biggest turnoff i have ever i mean listen it's a free playstation online multiplayer game i can't complain too much about never paying a cent for this game so like if if I have to go behind a paywall for a single player, I will. I would have loved it to be reversed where the single player is free and the multiplayer is paid for because then I'd never have to spend a dime. This game isn't good enough for me to go play the single player and to pay for that. I'm not interested enough in it. Um, Like you like this this review said, the characters are decent. I don't have I don't love them. I don't hate them. I've played with five different characters. I haven't found one that I loved yet. Um, You know, I got kicked off one of the matches, which was annoying. And I think the biggest annoyance right now um, I will say, though, it's got adaptive triggers and it fucking feels awesome to accelerate your car and feel your. I have to push it hard and feel yeah. it like it is really, really fucking cool uh, from an adaptive trigger and like immersion standpoint. But what I cannot stand and they're patching this. So it's coming. The fix is coming. But anytime you connect to a match online, it automatically puts you in the game chat. Even if you don't have a headset. And the microphone in your controller and the speaker in your controller become the, That's the cool. default. I like that. I, I fucking hate it. Oh, you don't like I, don't, that. I fucking hate it. I don't want to talk to people and I don't want to hear people talking. And I'm you sure can't, you can probably
1: turn that off. No,
0: there's no button on the controller for you to lower your volume. You have to go into the settings of your PlayStation, go into devices and turn the volume down. But then you have to turn it back up when you're playing a new game. It's just like – so, and you have to mute. You can see what you can do. They have a workaround. You hit the PS Plus button. You go to the cards. You hit square on the card. I forget what card it is. And you can actually just mute all the players from there. But you have to do it every match. And it's so annoying when you have 20 players all coming out of your little PlayStation controller. 20 different voices. There's a lot going on. (laughs) I've heard babies crying and people screaming and racial slurs and you name it. And I'm sitting there like – i just want to play the game i don't want i don't care about this i found myself turning my tv volume up just to drown out the people on my controller the little voices like the little AstroBots in my controller talking uh they're patching that out so you can mute everybody and it doesn't automatically put you in there i appreciate that but this is a game where you play it five or ten times you definitely play it with a friend i could see it being a lot of fun local co-op that could be really cool like, you drive as fast as you can, you boost into cars, and you knock the shit out of them, you get points. Whoever has the most points wins. It's a fun, simple concept. It just would have been so much better if it was Twisted Metal. Agreed there, brother.
1: Google Stadia is shutting down all first-party game studios.
0: Stadia dead. Move on.
1: Like, literally. I mean, I, I think we knew that when it was coming out. We're like, hard pass, This ain't going to do well, and uh,
0: there you go. I think the the shittiest part about this is... Shannon something or other. She was uh, at Santa Monica. She's really featured in the uh, God of War documentary, Finding Kratos. She's the one who headed, who was the head of the studio. Um, she left Santa Monica Studios to go be a big wig at Stadia. Probably going to be on the lookout for a job pretty soon because I don't see Stadia. Really well, so I think long. Santa
1: Monica is still or hiring, so maybe they, she can go get her job back.
0: <laughs> May, well, you know, the Asian woman in that documentary took over her job. I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head, but she yeah. actually took over that position. So if so facto, she could just go to fucking Sony and be a big wig at Sony. I'm sure she's going to have a million job offers, but Stadia sure is shit going to be one of them. That platform is dying, even though it's the best place to play Cyberpunk, apparently.
1: Uh, not for us. Got a War got a free PS5 upgrade, including 4K and 60 FPS frames per second.
0: So I redownloaded it on my console. I'm going to wait for a Ragnarok release date, which I still believe is 2022, and I will play it again. I cannot wait um, to play it in 4K at 60 FPS. It's just going to be so much
1: fun. I mean, I I, I didn't download it yet or you know, the upgrade. I didn't even download it from, to my PS5 yet, but I did watch gameplay, and of course, it looks fantastic. Like you, I may wait a little bit until we hear more about Ragnarok, till we get a definitive release date. You know, I'm I'm definitely excited to, to jump back in that realm.
0: It's only been three years since the playthrough. Um, I think March or April. I think April will make three years since the playthrough. I finished it in May of 2018. So, uh, you know, it's not far enough in the rear view for me to, like, forget everything and want to get sucked back in. But I think when Ragnarok, which, again, I believe will be a February, March, or April 2022 game, when that comes out, maybe around the holidays this year between – which I believe the Pokemon diamond and pro remakes are coming with whatever new breath of the wild two or Mario game. And then this, that gives me the trifecta of shit to play waiting for Ragnarok to come out. I cannot wait. Uh, this is something I've been waiting for for a while is 4k 60 forgot to work. Cause that already was one of the prettiest games I've ever seen ever. So this yeah. is where our top three is going to lie. Uh, top three this week is going to be top three games. We want to see get the PS five treatment, and normally that'd be just PS4 games because there's like an up-res, but we decided to take it a step further and go through the entire PlayStation catalog of just games we'd want to see get the PS5 treatment.
1: This was actually pretty tough, Um, at, at least my two or two and three. But my for number three, I went with Metal, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. for For me growing up, this was the one that spoke to me more. I really liked that they introduced a new character, Raiden. I thought it was cool you got to play as both. I played it for PS2. I think that's all it actually came out for it was PlayStation 2, so there, there you go. But well, I they, guess, re- I, they
0: re-released them on Vita, and apparently they're the best place to play those games is on Vita. Is Vita? Well, okay, so
1: if they went back... Again, this game came out in 2001, so if they gave this to PS5 treatment, oh, man, I, I would buy this day one.
0: I went with... uh some I went with nothing that would be like Tony Hawk rebuilt an old game from the ground up. I went with all like up res 4k 60
1: Yeah,
0: uh, for mine. And my number three is one that the reason it's my number three is because it's happening. There are rumors. Nothing's been confirmed, but it's fucking happening. There's no way it's not. Um, I want 4k. I want 60 FPS and I want adaptive triggers for the last of us part two
1: mm. it's happening
0: there's they know, it, it, the,
1: they'd be stupid not to they're probably working on uncharted too
0: here's my theory my short theory is they haven't released this patch for a uh, ps5 patch yet for the last of us part two because i believe they're going to wait for a bigger announcement and they're going to do it alongside the last of us part two factions and they're going to release the multiplayer as a ps5 only i'm calling it there i'm wrong but i'm calling it there and then you'll get the upgrade for free as well.
1: I mean, hey, I dig that. If it's free, it's for me. My number two, I don't think you're expecting this one.
0: Love this franchise. Can I guess? Yeah. Is It's a PlayStation exclusive, right?
1: Is it exclusive? I think it is.
0: All right. Uh, is it older? Uh, I wouldn't say older, older, but. Well, then we might have the same number two. You go ahead. Resistance three. Uh, mine's the entire resistance HD collection for my number two.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, it could have been that I, instead of just doing that, I just went with one being, I, I just love what they did with the third one. I thought that was a kind of a great way to close out the the trilogy. I I mean, I would love if they, if they somehow did a sequel. I, I under such an underrated franchise, if you ask me, but resistance three, I would love an upgrade.
0: Yeah, I went with the Resistance HD collection because I only played part of the first game, never played two or three. It's a franchise I've always, always, always wanted to play and beat. Um, I only had a PS3 for a couple months, so I just never yeah. got around to it, and they never released them for PS4, or I would have. So give me a an HD uh, collection. I'm not even talking about a brand-new remaster. Just give me a nice, you know, f- even just 1080, 60 would be fine with me. Uh, you know, for play, PlayStation 5 for all three Resistance games for maybe the inevitable fourth. Who knows? Um, But would love that too. So that's my number two is Resistance HD.
1: I love it. It's a 96. Of course, <laughs> I'm going to go with Twisted Metal 2 as my number one. It's yeah. if it, this should this should have been remastered a while ago. I don't know why they haven't been working on it. I, I pray to God they've been working on it for five years and they haven't spoke a word of it. And that's why they tried to throw us off the scent by giving us this free game fucking other shit just to throw us off the scent i i this is the game that i know that i played the most me and my friends growing up i know we'd always work out eat bam we played twisted metal for hours i that that's what we did we i i just i can't tell you how much like this was over everything i could have threw like obviously i could have moved down Geo. i could have put some other other games there but i will my number one as soon as we talked about this top three this was my only game number one
0: the optimist says that they released Destruction All-Stars as a test to see if the car combat genre still has legs before dumping a bunch of money into a A version of Twisted Metal. That's the optimist. Mm-hmm. The pessimist says, even though it wasn't full the Twisted Metal we know, the PlayStation 3 Twisted Metal was dog shit and it sold like dog shit. So maybe that franchise is dead. But who again, who
1: the second one I I'm pretty sure I, I speak for everyone when I say that was the the mode the highly the, the most positive received out of the entire one yet yeah, don't get me wrong people like twist metal black some people like twist metal three but for me two if you added an online feature to that oh my god hey choose my, my favorite
0: two is my favorite black is not far behind but two is my two is my favorite could you imagine
1: to have like an online feature of that just to be in Paris playing oh man I I, I would love that
0: My number one is inspired by the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, This was my favorite PlayStation 2 game besides Tony Hawk 3. Uh, Kingdom Hearts? Nope. It is an incredibly, incredibly unknown, underdog, cult classic, fucking unreal game. Came out December 23, 2000. I got it January first two thousand. When I got my PlayStation two, my dad brought one home with Pong from PS one, and this and Madden two thousand, and this game. It's called the Bouncer. Do you remember this game on PlayStation two? If you've been over my house from two thousand to two thousand five, you've played it, but do you remember it?
1: Hold on, I'm typing it in right now. I have to say it. If
0: That's you re- it maybe if you've seen the cover, oh yeah, hundred percent, yep. Jog- 100%, yep. You know this yep. game. Yep. As soon, as
1: soon as I saw the cover.
0: Yep. So when I repurchased my PlayStation 2 slim f- fucking six or seven years ago uh, when I lived in Ben Salem, this was the game I bought with it um, because I, lo- I still have it. I love it. It's got a seven out of 10 on IGN, a 66% on Metacritic. It's very, very, very underrated and not very well known. It's a beat them up. Um it was co developed by Squaresoft and Dream Factory, so you wanna fucking go old school with with developers um It was published in Japan by Squaresoft and North America uh by um Square Electronic Arts in March two thousand one so maybe it was two thousand one where I got the playstation not two thousand i can't I can't remember actually now, but regardless, I digress yeah this uh, game came
1: out March 6, thousand one
0: yeah, so I probably got it December of o one as opposed to two thousand so um really 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 good short beat-em-up game like a 3d beat-em-up i i love that here's where i think getting the ps5 true makes a ton of sense for this game it was a very 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 jrpg-ish look to it and if you look at the characters and the art style of final fantasy 7 remake the shit is gorgeous and what they could do with the city in the bouncer. They are basically bouncers at a bar. The girl gets kidnapped. They have to go to the Mikado Corporation or something like that. They have to go fucking find her. It's just amazing. And if you take that art style of Final Fantasy 7 make it 4K60 on the PS5, make this game that. What this game does super well is it tells stories. So you could beat it in like two hours. It's like a movie uh, beat-em-up. But the majority of the game is actually a cinematic story. You watch more than you play almost. And Give me those cutscenes in 4K60 on a PS5. Oh, my God. Give me back the bouncer.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking. I see uh, the one of the characters' names like Daragon C. Mikado. And he yeah, was Mikado. voiced by Richard Hayworth, who was Rony Kenshin on Kenshin anymore on, on Rony Kenshin. So that's pretty cool. <sighs>
0: i fucking love this game dude i loved it and i'll tell you i i cheaped the shit out of it there's a character called ko and he's got he's like the kicker of the group you got the bulky guy you got the overall guy you got the kicker i was the guy who used a bunch of kicks i used the same goddamn kick i just spammed the shit out of it and i, I ran through that game so fast see on ko and vault oh that's what it was oh my god dude i loved this game i played it about five years ago is the last time I did a playthrough on PS2. My PS2 is away in storage right now, so I don't see me playing it again. But, it, man, do some research on this game. Um, it It's very very cult following. It's not very popular. If you watch, like, Austin Eruption, he does a 20-minute video. He doesn't like it at all. He points out some flaws that I can totally see and understand. But yeah, this it, game
1: got mix- it got mixed reviews from critics. Yeah,
0: this game is amazing. It's the bouncer. I'd love to see that come back on PS5.
1: MLB The Show 21 is dropping April 20th and is confirmed to come to both PlayStation and Xbox for the first time ever.
0: This game was a PlayStation exclusive since its birth, and now on the Xbox version of this game, on the cover art, it has the PlayStation logo. Name another game that comes to Xbox with the PlayStation logo on the cover. It's just cool. It's cool that we live in a world where this is happening. About time, um, right? The base uh, Xbox has needed a baseball game since I think MLB 2K 13 was the last one. So wow. like the last real baseball game was seven or eight years ago. And now you're getting the best one ever. You know, we talked about this. Oh, I think it was March or April of 2020 when it was confirmed that this was going to happen. Maybe even June, somewhere on there but you kind of forgot about this news and then they drop the trailer and it says coming to Xbox and you say, Oh my God, we're getting the show on Xbox again. I cannot wait. Now I don't care because I sold my Xboxes and I don't have a series XRS and I will play this on five PS five, but it is just so cool that exclusive franchises are no longer exclusive. That would be an awesome top three of top three franchises that were exclusive that don't need to be. I guarantee you. Halo would be my number one.
1: I'm sure it would be. EA Sports is resurrecting resurrecting the NCAA football franchise.
0: NCAA football 2014 was the last time this game was around. Um, Denard Robinson was the cover athlete. I only know that because he's a quarterback at Michigan. Go Blue, my favorite uh, collegiate uh, program. So cult Classic football game people like it more than Madden but like again no players no you know no likenesses no nothing cuz the players weren't getting paid and you'd think oh they're bringing it back they must be paying the players they must be nope so I'm out don't care
1: yeah i i I, I don't watch college football anyway and you ain't going to pay the players get the hell out of here
0: I'll tell you this too um it's like slightly different than Madden but it's fucking EA and EA has milked Madden for every penny I'm totally out because like, I don't just want a college Madden. Football games, man, I want Blitz or nothing.
1: (laughs) I can't argue there. The remastered Mass Effect trilogy launches May 14th.
0: And there was a previous report from Eurogamer that it was March 12th. We reported that on this show. Let's retract that. The official drop with trailer and everything came out. It is May 14th, just in time for me birthday. It's going to have 40 packs of DLC. for all three games it's got everything except for some dlc from the first game because the source code was was ruined uh so they'd have to rebuild it from the ground up so don't expect to see that i don't know which dlc i've never played the mass effect games i've always wanted to this is a good opportunity for me to do so It is coming to last gen It's not coming to five or series x uh, which is a shame i mean i can just buy the four version and play it but
1: apex legends lands on the switch march 9th just in time for season eight
0: i might try it on playstation because it's a free-to-play game and like if it's free to play i'll download it i'll play it around if i suck or hate it i'll delete it and never think about it again but like this is stealing a lot of thunder from fortnite it's becoming a lot more popular in the uh, not age. 11 to 13 (laughs) male (laughs) um, is becoming the more popular shooter between like people my age and even in their 20s and so like i think it's got a lot of uh legs i mean shit it's on season eight it's finally coming to the switch i don't think i'll play it there but like it's been rumored for a long time to come to switch so nice to know that it's official i I don't know what the fuck nintendo's doing they didn't even like hype this announcement at all like what guys you're missing so bad but uh anyway cool, March 9th on the Switch, and uh, I might give it a shot.
1: PlayStation and Nintendo both released some new sales figures, and they're ridiculous.
0: The PlayStation 5 sold 4.5 million copies, or copies, uh, units, <laughs> at, at launch. And it's like, it came out, what, November 12th?
1: And you still can't
0: find it. And so, and apparently you're not going to find one for 21 because of chip shortages, so... Um, those lucky <laughs> few that have them. Now I tweeted out a couple of days Thank you, Chris Shriver. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, PlayStation Q and PS5 alerts. Um, I tweeted out when this news dropped a couple of days ago, like it could have been double. It could have been 8 million consoles if they were readily available. And that's kind of what you get, but because the demand is still there and quite frankly, I don't mean to sound disrespectful because switch is in the same spot right now. <clears throat> PS5, you ain't missing anything right now. Like you got the launch titles and that's great. But once you beat those, there's nothing to play on the console. Uh, they're coming. The games are coming, but even resident evil is coming to the old one. So like you can fucking play it there. There's nothing PS five exclusive that you should be jazzed about. Um, so you're not like missing anything, but it is the best console I've probably ever played. Um, it's quickly becoming my favorite console of all time. Oh, the controller. So, oh, it's, it's just the best controller. Ever. I think the dual sense is just hands down. It's, Oh, 100%. the only thing in my opinion that competes with it is GameCube, and that's more nostalgia than anything. So, and honestly, I would a...
1: say weirdly 64 just because I, I oddly like it, even though I I know it's far from the best. it's just I like it.
0: Yeah, it's the nostalgia and it's like the comfort yeah. factor for you, and that's the same with GameCube for me. GameCube, you, the the L and R clicked when you, and it was just cool for me because that would never happen before. Like it, it, you had to press them and you felt the press. Now I get adaptive triggers for this, and I love the weight and the feel. Dual Sense is phenomenal, but I digress. You. Uh, the people that can't get one like it's not like you're missing some killer app right now you'll be okay a lot of the shit that's launching is launching on p s four as well so if we you still have that, but four and a half million units, even though it could be more, is still wild y'all that's still wild, so a very successful launch for playstation, and the switch is now eighty four or so million units to the point where nintendo is over their forecast for the fiscal year and they bumped their forecast up three to four million projected units. They could sell 27 million units this year alone. Like that's insanity. Yeah, so, so,
1: so that and PS2 will be the, the champions.
0: Well, if <clears throat> for home consoles, yes. The Nintendo DS sold 140 million units. Yeah, it's handheld. So, so I think handheld, if you want to say, is a different market, like you just said. Yeah. It'll be PS2 and and I think the Switch will be number two. It's on track to, to outpace the Wii. It's on track to outpace the PS4. But I think the crazy thing about these sales numbers, and I'm not going to go through uh, all of them. I'm just going to go through three particular Switch games that drop sales figures. That intrigued me. Number three, Pokemon Sword and Shield is over 20 million units sold. Damn. That is the most since gold and silver. It's the most since gold and silver. So with that, Remember, this game got all the controversy, all the boycotts, all this, all that. and just goes to show when you put a Pokemon game on a home console that sells like hotcakes, people are going to buy
1: that and, game. And, and Pokemon from the, the revival of Pokemon Go just brought back everyone love for the, just for that from just from Pokemon Go to the old games to the cards. It, it, it's Pokemon's back right now. And there's no yeah, denying it. Po-
0: Pokemons and and YouTube with the card channels and stuff has done, has actually done that a lot of favors. Uh, Pokemon owes YouTube a lot of.
1: I I, I definitely think Pokemon should definitely send Logan Paul a check considering he just dropped. I believe it was today that he picked up six first edition base set booster boxes. He spent $2 million to get six of them. I I imagine he's got to be half that he has to have the most. Sealed first edition base. I know Pokey rev I think has one or two. He's another YouTube channel, um, but to get six first edition base, I'm I'm definitely going to probably watch that that live box break. I think that's at the end of this month. He's starting to bids off at like ten grand a pack, and God knows where they go. I mean, it, it just kind of again, it's all that nostalgia. His first one that he did last year when he pulled the Charizard first edition. I mean, it, it was just a cool feeling because I don't. I was one of the rare select few as a kid. I had a first edition base Charizard that I pulled and it just kind of brought back the memories and obviously I'm I'm not going to buy a pack but I'll I'll definitely watch it and check it out.
0: Yeah, I think Leonhart I don't think he has 6 but he's probably up there as as well and and so like those YouTubers I think the Pauls are the biggest piece of shits on YouTube but maybe Keemstar. so I mean I me. think that
1: Jake more than Logan. I think Leon Logan definitely messed up in his, his past but I think you know at least for their first um the first time he did the, the first base uh, yeah, first box. Him and Leonhart they raised over a hundred thousand dollars for mental illness. So it's like, okay, I think he realized he was right. an asshole, and he's kind of slowly maturing and changing his ways a little bit.
0: And like Leonhart uh, just did, I think four hundred thousand for mental health as well in his own thing. So like, I I appreciate that the Pauls. I'll just I'll never watch their content. Their person they just don't jive with me. But I gotta, you gotta. You just got to respect what they're doing for the Pokemon community and getting drumming up interest. People are watching these videos, millions upon millions of people are watching these videos and saying, Oh my God, I had that. Let me go get the card. And oh, there's this, I have this Switch laying around. Oh, they made a new one. Let me go pick it up. And that's how you get to 20 million sales for Sword and Shield. Only gold, silver, red, blue beat it. That's insane to me.
1: So I think what, the February 27th, that's like the 25 year. Yes. anniversary of pokemon so that's when he's doing the visual box break again so people were saying like oh did pokemon reach its bubble because obviously card prices even sealed game products their prices are, are through the freaking roof right now and people are saying like it's it just getting started just him doing this is it's going to probably bump it up again
0: i bet you yeah, i could sell my game collection for a thousand bucks i bet sure you could. Uh, and and i don't want to i have a i have i'm chasing every original pokemon cartridge game from the main series i only need emerald and ruby and black two and that's it and then i have a complete collection
1: i mean Um, you you can find them i i think instead of selling i think at the point you might as well just track them down
0: oh emerald's expensive as fuck i can get ruby pretty easily and um black two is 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 pretty expensive as well so i'm i'm gonna be okay like i'm gonna pass on all of it um unless like somebody i find dirt cheap on 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 marketplace i get them because i want to play them and i'm kind of not in the market to do that right now but i, I digress uh it's awesome to see the second game that i want to hit on mario kart 8 deluxe has passed 33 million copies wow uh, 33 million is the number one game on switch still from a sales perspective when you combine that and mario kart 8 from the Wii U's sales numbers it's the number one Highest selling Mario Kart game of all time. No shock there. Uh, so that's pretty enormous. And also, it pretty much squashes the need for Mario Kart 9 because why? People are still buying this one. Just give me DLC for this one. That's I'd be fine I, with that. That'd be cool. But again, I think,
1: you know, the game that people probably didn't even want this game that came out and it sold a boatload. Again, you, you could do DLC, but just make a new game.
0: And then lastly, Animal Crossing New Horizons, I'd be remiss to talk about this monster of a game, 31 million units sold. Jesus God. It's only 2 million behind Mario Kart. And Mario Kart came out in July of 2017. Animal Crossing's less than a year old. March 2020. So
1: I mean, yeah, year. You have to say, COVID has definitely helped that. There's no way, if we did not enter COVID, there's no way that game sells that many copies. I don't care what anyone says.
0: You are not wrong, right? It is probably 5 million max without COVID. But the argument can be made that the same exact logic could apply to The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima and especially Final Fantasy Remake because that came out a week before Animal Crossing. Yeah, but and that's all not- of those games are at 5 million or so. So it's not like maybe like six or seven million. So combine, double it. You're now you're at Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing has become a phenomenon, and you're not wrong. Like it is one hundred percent the the pandemic got general interest because people were buying switches and they needed something to play. Again, YouTube has a lot to do with it too.
1: They're kids, you know, they they needed stuff to do, and this is a game that a kid could dump definitely hours hours on end. And I don't know the the game's definitely not, not for me. I don't know if you're still playing it. I don't think you went back to
0: it. No, nah, it's been a year almost. I have yeah, I stopped right. in April. I want to wipe my file and give it to Ashley, and she can play with it. So, like, uh, you know, uh, we'll make the announcement. It's public. We're having a baby. We're having a second hey, baby. Finally, <laughs> I don't have to act like I don't know nothing. <laughs> We're having a second baby. So I bought Ashley a Switch Lite uh, for our anniversary. Give her something to do. Um, you know, while you know, I mean, she's pregnant right now, and and maybe she can't run a, a marathon. So. uh You know, maybe she needs something to do at night, so give her a switch light. And I, I want to wipe my game file and just let her play my Animal Crossing and just let let her have some fun with it. I got her a switch light in our wedding colors, by the way, coral. I fucking went there. Um. So yes, we're having a baby, a little boy. So I'm super pumped for that. He'll be our third co-host, uh, in 18 years. And so, (laughs) and so, I just wanted to shout out like the pretty massive sales. Um, of just PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch just continues to dominate what a world we live in for gaming. And yes, the pandemic has helped that and became and, and a lot of people became gamers because of it. You're not hundred percent in that because you would have gotten the PS5 regardless, but the amount of games and time you played them surely was helped by the pandemic. So, I mean, even half of this this co-host chair falls into that. So you just yeah. gotta love and appreciate you know what the gaming industry has becoming. I think 2021 is the year we really feel the effect of the coronavirus for games. Last year, it didn't do too much because so many of them were so deep into production yeah. this year. The roadmap is kind of bleak. You know, We don't know a ton of PlayStation stuff. We know almost no Nintendo stuff after April. So I think the Pokemon Day Direct that I think will happen February 26th or 25th is going to be enormous, and we're going to get our Diamond and Pearl remakes. It's only a couple of weeks from now. I'm psyched, but I digress for the ninth time I've said <laughs> I- digress let's move into the music section where i have my first music review of 2021 and if we did an ep of the year category this motherfucker would be on there at the end of the year Uh, it is so good Uh, it's a band i had never heard of before we got the email to buy our friends at bpm to check it out Uh, it's a band called frontside i'm a former skateboarder how am i not going to listen to a band that is literally a stance of trick it's skateboarding.
1: If, if none of the band members never skated before,
0: out. Well, I'm looking at these dudes, and they all fucking skated. Like they probably <laughs> cool all still skateboard.
1: Skate.
0: We have them on the show. How'd you get your name, dude? Frontside fucking board slides. Let's go. And I'm like, I'm with you. It's my favorite trick. Or frontside flip, <laughs> frontside flips, frontside crooks. I love it all. But Frontside uh, came out with a, a new EP. It is out right now, February 5th, 2021. It's called "Closer to Closure." The band hails from Raleigh, North Carolina. They're they're uh, labeled as progressive pop punk. And that's exactly what I think. Sam, this band is directly up your alley. You think of the bands you listen to. Um, I'm not saying they sound exactly like them, but Four Year Strong, A Day to Remember, that. And it's it's so good. And this is, again, a band I'd never heard of. They're coming out of nowhere. Revival Records has a good thing going in front side. It's a five-track EP, again, called Closer to Closure I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop listening to it. I, mean, I have it on repeat.
1: I still think it could fall in the category of of CD of the Year. I don't care if it's an EP, LP. I don't care what it is. As long as you got a minimum of five songs, it counts.
0: Yeah, I, I was more being facetious uh, about the the EP of the Year thing. I will absolutely let EPs fall into mine. I know some bands that I absolutely love are dropping music this year, so I'm definitely excited for that. Hey, A Will Away, waiting for you. But these five tracks – um, Einstein killed me as their big one. they single. They release ahead of time. It's a very good track, but I got to give it up to give it up. Number one, the intro track. You want to talk about a perfect intro track to a hard hitting, fast paced in your face EP. This is it. I got to send you this and you got to listen to this EP because it's fucking phenomenal. At least give the first song, give it up a shot and tell me, yeah, I think we're in on Frontside. Uh, this band is coming out of nowhere to take me by storm. Hopefully you by storm. By the time you're listening to this, it is available. The closer to closure EP, you got to check it out. No bullshit by Frontside. Uh, front side.
1: All right.
0: I'll have to Check them out. Let's just end this show with some really cool news before we get to your CGC spotlight. And that is another video game legend is getting Lego-ified and I hinted at it earlier. Who do you think it is?
1: I, th- I thought I remember seeing someone, I think they teased it.
0: It wasn't Sonic, was it? It is. It's okay. Sonic. The, uh, I believe it was the United Kingdom had like a Lego creators thing where children and people could send in Lego creations that they want to see come to life. And somebody designed Green Hill Zone from Sonic as a Lego set. And it was chosen. We're getting a Sonic Lego set and it looks awesome.
1: So, and and that'll sell well because sonic was huge and and legos now or you know i mean lego has always be been big let's 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 be real but i i wish they did the animated series batmobile i i feel like they should have done that hopefully they're working on it i know they're listening to our podcast
0: i digress uh, sa- see isn't it such a good phrase to use when you're done talking i digress it works it's perfect it, sam- it, it's just a it's just a good lean for the next story <laughs> sam is is Not only been my one of my best friends for 25 plus years, we've known each other for so long. We've gone back so long. Not only is he the best damn co-host in the business, that he is so talented at his job of co-host that I brought up a Sonic story and he immediately turned it into Batman without saying a word about Sonic. (laughs) And you got to love that. You got to give credit to the guy who takes a Sonic story, turns it into Batman, knowing the CGC spotlight's up on deck, That's what I call a good transition. Sam, it's time for your CGC (laughs) spotlights.
1: Perfect. So after this one, I I have to check my my bin, but this could be the last CGC book that I have that we didn't do. Maybe there's one that I have in in my uh, CGC bin that I didn't look, but I'll have to do a double check. But this is Batman number 20. This is the first Batmobile cover. This is a 5.0 off-white to white pages. Came out in December, January of 1943-44. You have a Don Cameron and Bill Finger story, Bob Kane and Jack Burnley art with a Dick Sprang cover. This one, it's, it's not noted as a pedigree by CGC, but on the back I have a certificate of authenticity where it says Jerome Wanker Collection. This certificate of authenticity is to show that this comic book is from the estate of Jerome Wanker, it was purchased in good faith from Mr. Jerome Wanker and it is part of one of the largest collections of DC Comics ever assembled. Jerome started collecting comic books in 1983 and has assembled one of the most complete collections of DC Comics that were known to exist. He had regular newsstand up until the 1990s issues. Direct afterwards, the collection was only 22 short of being complete with only 84 incomplete. This is a piece of comic book history. So Batman number 20, absolutely love this cover with kind of just like the, the Batmobile, Batman and Robin, like going through like this, you know, like sign or something like that or a billboard. So there's a total of 224 graded on the CGC census. The highest graded being they had 294s, 292s, 690s, 785s, and 2550s. So there's 100 total graded that are higher than a 50. Which ain't bad for me to have this in, in a perfect mid grade. I am perfectly happy just to get the first you know cover appearance of the Batmobile. That's freaking awesome. So the story we have today is Bruce Wayne loses the guardianship of Dick Grayson. George Grayson, uh, George Grayson, who is Dick Grayson's uncle, has arrived in Gotham and is seeking to get his nephew under his protection. George goes to Wayne Manor to take Dick with him, but both Dick and Bruce don't agree with George. The case is taken to court, and the judge decides to give George Grayson the custody of his nephew. Bruce Wayne now works alone as Batman once again, and he tries to keep up with the criminals. As Bruce gets back home later that night, he gets a phone call from George Grayson, and the man tells Bruce that he is willing to give Dick back to him in exchange for one of Bruce's millions. Oh, Jesus. So again, it's a little different story of kind of he loses Robin a little bit, and Batman kind of gets caught by the criminals and Alfred and Robin have to basically go figure it out and kind of bring, And then again, obviously at the end, Bruce gets Dick Grayson back as his ward. But again, this is such an iconic golden age book, Batman 20. I feel like, I, I, I don't think I'll ever get rid of this. I think I actually won this in Comic Connect before they added taxes. Thank God, now it's taxes and it's no good there. But I absolutely love this book. That's your spotlight, Batman number 20.
0: And that was it. That was episode two twenty three. right around 90 minutes. Got to love that clean and tidy. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. I'm going to go watch resident alien uh, while I edit this show. Don't oh, sleep do on that. Yeah. Don't sleep on that sci-fi. It's really yeah. good. Um, so I'm going to go check that out. I think episode two dropped. I'm pretty sure. But uh, anyway, everybody thanks for hanging out a uh, big show. Talked about a lot of fun stuff. I am so excited for next week's show. I won't tell you why just yet. I'm even more excited for the show after that. Uh, as that is going to be my impressions of Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, just a little, just a little tease for you for the future. Appreciate everybody listening for the last 90 minutes. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next on episode 24.
1: Come on, Andy Reid, you bastard! I'm rooting for you.